Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. How are we doing this morning? Good? Awesome. Hey, it's good to be back with you guys. Last week I was in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Made it back though. But anyways, I get I get I get to. Uh, I don't know why that's funny. Anyways, uh, but I, I get to speak at different churches and teach, and it's always great to go because when I come, get, come back, I am reminded there are a lot of great churches uh, out there in the U.S., but man, we got something special going on in Mosaic. So I just want to say welcome, those of you who are joining us, and you consider us as one of your, as your, as your church online. Man, we got a special thing going on, and it's a good, good time, to, uh, good season so if you're brand new, if this is your first time in a long time, this is a good time to come and be a part of what's happening here at Mosaic. We got newcomers today, as we talked about, and I'd love for you guys to be a part of that. I mean, we got small groups kicking off in two weeks. By the way, just shout out to small group uh, leaders, people who have said, hey, we'll jump on and facilitate a discussion group. Uh, man, uh, I just want to give you a hand. Can we just do that? I mean, there are some people who... I'm telling you, you don't feel you don't feel the depth of insecurity till you lead a group, a small group, a discussion group. I'm telling you, it's it's for the brave heart. But those of you who want to get connected as well, man, love for you to be a part of what's happening happening here. Now, I got to get to uh, a lot of things, right? I got to get get to number one. Why is this counter up here, right? What's what does this have to do with anything? And also, I will also let you know that at the end of this talk, I'm going to address this. And you're like, what is this? Some of you know, you've been here, you're like, oh no. He's gonna ask us to volunteer. The question, the, the answer is, yes, I am. Yes, I am. So I'm not gonna like, here's a spiritual message and boom. I'm not gonna bait and switch you. I'm gonna tell you, I am gonna here. I'm gonna land here. Okay, just so you know, I'm going to do this, okay? So let's do this. Let's pray together and we'll jump in, okay? Uh, Lord God, I thank you so much for today. I know, God, that, that as we are here, um, for some of us, we tuned in, maybe we walked in, and uh, God, there's so many expectations here, different kinds. We, we believe that you want to speak to us. And then there are some of us that believe that maybe you will speak to us. Others of us are here or watching and going, God, I just need a sign. I need to be reminded that you still talk to me. So God, I just pray that you would do something supernatural that, uh, that only you can do. That as I speak and um, as we just spend some time uh, talking about you, you would allow us to feel your presence regardless where we are in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So let's get to it today. Today I want to talk about what side of the counter do you spend most of your life? 
Do you spend on this side or do you spend on this side? Because I believe that depending on the side of this counter that you spend the most of your life, it determines the, the satisfaction of your life. Also, I want to let you know that there is New Hope Church from Georgia joining us today. Man, yes, so give them a hand. Pastor Reagan and Joy, you guys are the best. You're the best. So let's just jump into it, though, okay? Uh, because I think the talk is for all of us, regardless, Mosaic or New Hope. It doesn't matter. Now, here's why this is important. Because I think that when you and I think about our lives, there is a certain position uh, that we like to play in life. We are all about certain positions in life. We want to get into the highest position, the best position. So regardless of like um, where you are in, in your season, like if, if you're a college student, you're trying to figure out your next move, what you're hoping to do is to get in a better position, right? Like if, you are, if you're a single adult and you're really like, you're like, hey, listen, I want to get married. You're trying to get into a good what? Position, like you're like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get, get there. In, at work, we're always uh, surrounded by this need to get in a better position in life. Why? Because we just think that the better position that we're in, the, the better life is going to get. And I will say the, the, the idea of like really wanting to be in a good position is, is really life, not at this, this part of the counter, is in fact, it's on this part of the counter. It's, it's about actually wanting and being uh, driven by wants in life. But this, this is that you're driven by needs and not just your needs in life. And that is not really a life of position. But I think and I believe it's a, it's a life of posture. So there's a difference. There's a life lived where you're seeking and living life and trying to secure a good position. And then there's a life that you and I are called to live, which is a different kind of not Position, but what? Posture. And uh, this is not just me making this stuff up. It's In fact, it's the teachings of Jesus. So let's just jump right in there. I want to go to Matthew 20. And this is a really great conversation. So Matthew what? 20. We're going to go there. So if you want to go there, this is a great conversation because it happens between a mom and Jesus. And, and the mom is, is pretty significant because she is the mom of the two of the 12 disciples, okay, James and John. She is the mom. Now, I don't know what the scene was or how this conversation took place because it doesn't give us details, so let's just make it up, okay? So basically, basically what happens is James and John goes, hey, mom, hey, I got a, a friend's coming over. Who is it? Oh, Jesus. What? Yes, Jesus is coming over. Can I have friends over? Yes, you can. All right, fine. So you got friends coming over. Oh, by the way, I've got other guys, my friends are coming over too. Not just Jesus, the rabbi, uh, I got 10 of the guys coming over. She's like, fine, 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 come on, okay. So they're all around, hanging out, spending time. I don't know if she made him some food, not quite sure, we don't know. All we do know is that mom had an agenda, a little bit of an agenda, okay? Now, we know that moms never have agenda, right? <laughs> we don't, right? But she has an agenda. So, so here's what happens. Before we start reading it, I just want you to know Jesus is just hanging out. There are people there. The mom comes and starts talking to him, okay? So it starts off, and she basically says, I don't know, all kinds of things. But, but then Jesus kind of goes, okay, what do you want? So he starts off, he says, what do you want? So it's not that direct. I just want you to know, okay? okay? And then she says, she says, here's the deal, here's the thing. I want to ask you something, but what, what I want to ask you something, this is, this is what I really want to ask you. And 
And Matthew doesn't spend any time like, you know, brushing this off. He gets clearly exactly what she says. And here's what she says. She said this, promise that one of my sons will sit at your right hand and the other will sit at your left hand in your kingdom. Now, I just want you to know this, okay? Okay, we don't have, we don't have meddling moms. We, that is not a thing, right? Okay, but this is, the, this is the, a serious power play. Does, does that make sense? It's like, hey, I'm a mom. These are my kids. Hey, I just want one thing. I just want one thing, okay? Not a big thing. I don't want a miraculous healing. All I want to know is, is that when I'm passed away, all my kids are taken care of, and it'd be really nice if they sat on the re- left or right. I don't care. Whoever, I have a favorite, James. But anyways, but... <laughs> But I don't mind if he sits on the other side. It doesn't matter. Just make sure they sit on the right and the left. Now, you would think this is like ridiculous, right? Now, are, are the other disciples in the room? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They're listening to all of this. We know this because Matthew wrote this down. He's like, oh, I'm writing this down. I cannot believe it. Okay. I don't know if John and James were like, oh, God, what is she doing? What is she doing? Like, I don't know if they're standing there and then mom is talking and they're looking at Jesus and go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you can't, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But you know what, she's not meddling. She's not meddling. Because in, 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 in that kind of context, and because I kind of relate to it in terms of being in a, you know, not a Western culture, but an Eastern culture, the, the, if, the, 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 the way to like secure a certain kind of position, like to, to have a conversation that's really affecting not just you, but generations, um, parents have that conversation. So like I grew up with arranged marriages. So my, my parents arranged, you know, they, they, their marriage was arranged and, and they we lived in a culture there where, where it was about all big things. You, you got the parents to talk about it. Even family business, you got the parents to talk about it. The kids would not. And so what she's doing is basically she's not just meddling and all that. She's actually kind of doing what they do there. It's a very legitimate thing. She's saying, hey, listen, I'm having an important conversation here because I want to handle this family business in a sense. I just want to make sure that that they're secure for generations to come. And so basically what she is saying is, is this, is that if I secure these guys, then I can die in peace. Like if I get financial security, like some of you guys, some of us, we're like, you know what, if I can just get this, if we just can get our family in this certain position, we are what? We're good, we're set. And some of us are working towards that. We're working in life trying to secure a position because we think that, hey, if I secure a position, well, then, then we'll have not just significance, we'll be set up for success. But I would like to say that, that getting, getting into a certain position does not work long term. I mean, I know it gives us a, a sense of security when you're in a better position, but I think a deeper purpose in life is connected to a posture that you live your life in, not a position that you find yourself in. It's not about that. And actually, spiritually, even speaking, like a follower of Jesus, what a follower of Jesus is about is not about securing a position in heaven. And you might go, I'm sorry, what? It's more than that. It's not about securing a position in heaven. It's about serving in a particular posture on earth. That's the difference. You're like, really? Yeah. 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 Being a follower of Jesus is about your posture in, on earth more than your position in what? Heaven. 
It's so much deeper. So here, he, he's going to talk to her about this. So he says, look at her. He says, he says, you don't understand what you're asking. Like, I get this. I respect you. I, I get it. But you can't, you, 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 you don't know what you're asking. And then he says, can you drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And then the sons answered. So they were right there. They're like, uh, yes, we can. I think so. I haven't seen a cup, but I'm pretty sure we can do it. If there's drinking involved, we got this. Okay, we got this. They have no idea. And then Jesus tells them, he goes, you know what? Actually, you will. You will what? Drink the cup from my cup. You will do this. Like what he's talking about is you're going to go through some pain. You're going to go through some trials. You're going to experience something in life that, you know what? Because you're close to me, you are going to go through. And then he says, but... I what? I cannot choose who will sit at my right or my left. Those places belong to those from whom my father has prepared. And when, so that's it. He says that. And then then what happens? Verse 24, this is awesome. When the other 10 followers heard this, they were what? They were angry. I'm going to say they were annoyed, okay? Okay, other translation says that they couldn't believe it. They're like, I cannot believe this is happening right here. And Jesus knew that all of a sudden, this, this, um, this conversation about position did, did something that, um, that all, every time when, you have, uh, when people are jockeying for position, things, things like this happen. What happens? There's division. When you are in your office, when you're in any group, any club, any part of a team, when some people are jockeying for positions, it divides and it just messes up. Uh, the whole atmosphere, the whole culture of the team. If you are on any kind of team, sales team, if you're kind of of any project team, anything, and there are people jockeying for positions, you know things are going to go bad. You know there's going to be manipulation. You know there's going to be lies. You know there's going to be all kinds of things. So Jesus sees this conversation takes place here, and he goes, okay, I'm going to address this. And he goes, here, let me just explain to you what life is really about. So he gathers them together, and he says this. He says, he says, he says, you, verse 25, he says, Jesus called the disciples, right, uh, the followers, and he says, you know that the rulers of the non-Jewish people love to show their power over the people. It's all about position. They're import- and their important leaders love to use their authority. But it should not be that what? Way among you. He's like, this is not how you're going to live your life. Like people are always wanting power and authority. The world drives people towards living a life like that because the world thinks that if you have a certain kind of position that you're going to have deep satisfaction and deep fulfillment in life. But that's not true. And he says this. He says, but whoever wants to become great among you must what? Help me out. Must what? What's that word? Serve the rest of you like a servant. So all of a sudden he goes, listen, the world is going to tell you, you need to go after positions of power, authority, privilege, all the stuff. And he says, I get that. I understand that. The authority, that's the thing with power. I mean, you, you, there's never enough of power. Like people, powerful people just want one more thing. And that is what? More power. That's all it is. It keeps on going. And they love to do that. But it can't be among you. And what he's saying to us in, uh, today 
to Mosaic and New Hope, he's saying, hey, you, you can't live like this. Like, this is not about it. Why? Because, again, being a follower of Jesus is not about securing position. It's about serving in a, different, in a particular posture in, 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 in this world. So then he says, he says, whoever wants to be, become first among you must serve the rest of you like a slave. He goes servant, then he goes slave. I mean, it's like, seriously, a slave was required to. It was committed to. Like, it was a slave. There were so many, um, word, like, trigger words, feelings, I would say, connected to a word like that. Because it basically said that you were indebted to and you lived your entire life. A sense of identity was wrapped up in you being a slave. But, he said, but Jesus says, I want you to understand that this posture of servitude is, is, needs to become your identity. Which again, I mean, the teachings of Jesus were really hard. Because, I mean, honestly, that's why most people, most Christians, don't necessarily live by the teachings of Jesus. I mean, if you just look at what the church has become, if you look at what we are known for, it's not because we've lived out the teachings of Jesus. We've lived out some other stuff, some really other stuff. And so he goes, I want you to know that this is an identity change. And then he says this, he says, in the same way, the son of man did not come to be served. He came to what? Serve others to give his life for a ransom for many, uh, many people. And he's, basically, he's saying, is, listen to me, listen to me. I want you to know. I want you to know this is the kind of life you need to live. So what does, that, what does that mean? What does that look like? That means that in life, we get to choose if we're going to always be um, people just being on this side of the counter, wanting people to serve us, or are we going to be on the other side of the counter serving people? And this side of the counter is us deciding once and for all that we're going to live our lives meeting the needs of people. And on this side of the counter, it means we're going to live our lives trying to be served and getting our needs met and our wants met. And this is where power and posture comes in. You see, this place is a place of position and power and privilege. So that's why people who like, you know, who I don't know, have a lot of resources. They just demand a certain kind of lifestyle and demand a certain kind of treatment. And they're always like, this is what they, 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 they focus on. And if you have ever been in that place, I know I have, like I would just want to be served really well. When you go to a really great place on vacation, you want to be served really well. You want to feel like a king. You want to feel like, hey, I, I, I own the world. I, I want to feel, we love that feeling. That feeling exists, exists here, but it does not exist here. See, this feeling is like, I'm just serving. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I'm but here's the issue. Jesus throws out this idea that satisfaction doesn't really exist on the side. It exists on this side. Like, it's, like you, you, you'll feel really good. You'll feel really good. But if you want to just live your life based on feelings, if you want to believe everything you feel, then God bless. But if you really want deep, fulfilling purpose, significance, 
impact in people's lives. If you want to see life transformation happen in you and in the people around you, you got to go from here to here. You see, in a family unit, if everybody is all about this, then someone's working their butt off, right? Did someone say it's a mom? Yeah, it's probably it. Probably is. Probably is. Okay? And they're just, they're never on the side. And if kids, if people, if friends, if you, if, if you are with a group of people and basically it's all about their needs and this side and like help me, serve me, fulfill my needs, then who is on this side? The problem is that that never stops. You'll always want a better position. You want to be in a better position. But when you change the posture of your life, it changes the game. Like there, there was a book that I read. It changed my life. It's a crazy title. It's called Getting Naked, okay? Don't get excited. Don't get excited, okay? It's actually a business book, okay, by Patrick Lencioni. It changed my world, okay? The reason is is because the, this, this guy talks about business leaders being so vulnerable with their clients. And there was a business prop, uh, idea or uh, philosophy that a lot of generations grew up with is that basically you impress your clients. You, you don't show any weakness. You think you just promise big. You just make sure they always know you know what you're doing. You, you have all the answers. You sell big. You do this. You promise big. You never show weakness. You never show, I'm not quite sure about this question that you have. You don't show any kind of insecurity. You don't do that. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the business world. It's a power play. You gotta, you gotta be just super confident. And this guy, Patrick Lencioni, which by the way is a leadership genius, he says, no, 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 it's actually doesn't work like that. The deep fulfillment and deep loyalty of customers come when people don't pretend to know it all. When leaders go, I don't know the answer to this. When business leaders go, I'm not quite sure how we can help you uh, in, with our firm. I'm not quite sure. Or, or you know what, I think it's going to be a little, hard, a little bit harder. I think we need some time to figure this out. Basically, he's saying is that if you posture yourself a certain way, it changes your business. But if you're always wanting to come across like you are better and faster and stronger, it's about position. It's not about this. Do you see what's happening here? Jesus is saying, hey, you live in a world. You live in a world that's all about position, but you have got to move. You've got to move into a posture position in life, like a posture service. You got to do that. And here's the hard thing. The hard part is, is that for some of us, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that, but I'm not quite sure because I'm going to get, I'm going to get run over. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be taken advantage of. Like I'm just, it's just, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. People are going to treat me bad. And Jesus knew this. He totally knew this. And so here in Mark chapter 8, can I take you there? It says here, he was talking to his disciples once, and he says, I want you to be careful. And he says, hey, be careful. Just be, be, be aware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. Now, he was using language because they knew exactly what that was. The yeast of Pharisees was basically spiritual people, spiritual leaders in their context who were do, playing a lot 
of power plays to get in better position in their culture and in their society. The, the, the yeast of the Herod was the same thing. It was another political party, but it was basically people trying to make sure that they get into better positions while they were being occupied by Romans. Here's why. Here's why. Because they just fundamentally believe this, that even though we're oppressed, if we can just get a little bit of power, if we can just get, as Jewish people, if we, can, if we can just get a little bit of power, if we can just put ourselves in conversations and rooms that we can be seen and, and be heard, we can change some things. So they had lived their life going, no, no, the, the way we're going to change the world is to be in power. Do you know what, who else believes that? Mainline Christianity. If we are in power, we can change culture. So let's just be in power. And Jesus is like, mm. when followers of Jesus, when, when spirituality is muddled with a sense of political power or any kind of power, when it goes after power, power does one thing and one thing alone. It corrupts. It just does. We were not made for that kind of power. We were to live out of a sense of gratitude, but we were not made to be in control of everything and have so much power. Humans were not designed for that. Your bodies weren't designed for that. Your, 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 your psyche wasn't designed to have so much popularity and so much. You, you can't. You know and I know people and examples of people who, whose lives were just awful. You know that. They had so much influence, but man... They end up basically ending their own life. Like when you think of the amount of success some of these artists have, you're like, what happened? You had so much influence. So everybody knows your name, and then you just want to end it. You're not made for that. And so what he's saying here is, I want you to be careful as spiritual people not to think that, again, no, 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 you need power to change the world. He says, no, you need a posture like mine to change the world. So don't let this happen. And then he says this. He says, he says this. He, says, he tells his followers, right? He says, his followers discuss the meaning of this, saying, he said this because we have no bread, which is hilarious. Because the context is that they're on a boat, and someone forgot lunch. Someone forgot to pack lunch. So I don't know if it's James and John or what. They're like, did you forget the bread? Like, he's talking about this because you forgot the bread. You forgot the bread. And then he's, which is funny because I don't know if you've ever read the stories of Jesus and the disciples. The disciples are not the smartest people. <laughs> They're not. And what's funny about this is that it's in Scripture. Like it tells, like, I, like they're probably list, watching this or listening to this going, oh, my gosh, we're so dumb. Anyways, so, so he, he, he keeps on talking. He says, okay, okay, so here's, 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 the, here's the deal. He says, knowing what they were talking about, he says, why are you talking about not having bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your minds closed? Uh, you have eyes, but you don't really see. You have ears, but you don't really listen. Like, remember, remember, he says, remember, when I divided five loaves of bread for the 5,000, how many baskets did you fill with leftover pieces of food? They answered, how many, how many? Twelve. 
When he says, when I divided seven loaves of bread for the 4,000, how many baskets did you fill with leftover pieces of food? They answered, seven. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand yet? Like what he's saying is, is like, listen, if you focus your life on living a life with a particular posture, I'll take care of you. I got you. So if you find yourself going, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know about this because I've, I've spent my whole life trying to be heard. I've spent my whole life trying to be seen. I've spent my whole life trying to get to a certain place because I've just had to fight so many things, not just my own things, but also who, where I came from. I mean, there's so many obstacles, Naeem. And I just got to tell you, I'm spending my life trying to get to a certain place here God's saying, if you find yourself marginalized, if you find yourself thinking, I'm not quite sure if anyone cares or I'm ever going to be in a good position, God's got you. He says, just focus, focus on not being on this side of the counter, always wanting your needs met. Go to the other side, and I'm telling you, your needs will be met because I got you. I'm the God who takes care of all the things, I got you. And even though, even though it does not feel like it's happening, even though like right now in your season, you're like, name, I, I'm serving everybody else. Like I'm the, the best friend and all my friends are getting married. Oh, amen to that, right? Okay. For those of you who do not know, there's another church over here. God bless. Okay. So that's all I want to say. But basically what it is, is, is that I think we struggle with that because we want we want to live a life like of, of some kind of power. We want to have some kind of security. But how do we do that? Well, we can end up doing what Jesus says not to do, and that is live a life on this side. But see, he's saying, like, it doesn't work as a husband. It doesn't work as a wife. It doesn't work as kids. If you're always on this side, it breaks down. See, on this side, you start with this idea of like, hold on, I'm here to serve other people. And when you're on this side, friends, your worldview changes. You, you, your, your actual reality changes. When you're on this side physically, obviously, your line of sight changes versus this side. It is true in life. Let me explain it this way to you. We go back to Matthew. Jesus says this, okay? He's talking about people um, uh, uh, at the end, sort of at the judgment day of God or and he's talking about these concepts that are pretty profound. And then he says, hey, there are people that God's going to divide up. People who thought they were like all super spiritual and all the things. And they had all this influence and all this power. And then there are going to be other people. And then he says to them, he said, there are some people that I'm going to like say, hey, you did good. You guys did not. And so that's the conversation. So then the people who are like, hey, hold on. I thought we were good this our entire life. Like, we, we, we had a spirituality. We lived it out. And Jesus says this. And I want you to decide what side spiritually, like, what side did they, were they on as they lived their life? Then they will reply. They said this, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you. So Jesus basically starts this conversation by saying, hey, 
um, actually, the reason why you kind of failed at this is because I was all these things. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. And you did not even stop to help me. And their minds are blown. They're like, what are you talking about? When were you ever like this? When were you ever like this? And then Jesus says, he, then he will, reply, he, he will answer. He says, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Like what he's saying here is, here's the problem. You didn't even see me. Because here's the issue. When you're on this side of the counter, your worldview is very different. You are seeing, you're seeing, but you're not seeing. But if you're on this side of the counter, all of a sudden, you see other people's needs and wants. But on that side, whose wants and needs do you see? Yours. You are consumed with that. And that's not because you're a terrible person. You're just on this side. What, listen, I'm not here. I don't go to a counter. Like, I don't go to, like, you know, Target for, to, to get a refund and get to the counter and go, hey, how can I help you? That doesn't happen. That is never, I mean, I'm, actually, you should try that. Let's see what happens. She's like, how can I help you? You should say, how can I help you? How can I help you? She's like, oh, whatever. Okay. That doesn't happen. Why? Because on this side of the counter, we need the help. We always need the help. And do you want to live your life always needing? Like always being in need? Or do you think deep satisfaction comes from going, hey, how can I help you? How can I help? Could you imagine if you did, did this in your family, your home, with your friends? You were like, mentally, you're like, I'm on this side, I'm on this side. Hey, how can I help? Hey, this happened, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? What if you went, in, what if you went to work and you were like, hey, how can I help? What if you went to your boss and he's talking about something and all that, and you go to him and say, hey, how can I help? And maybe she's like, what? Are you want to help me? What just happened to you? Because the world wants to spend their life on this. The world is trying to get into a better position. But the followers of Jesus live with a certain kind of posture in life. And it only comes when you live on this side. Man, could you and I be training our eyes? Could we be training our eyes to only see our wants? And how we can get them. Or are we training our eyes to see other people's needs and meet them? It's different, isn't it? Because for some of us, you're like, man, I'm in this season and that's all I see is my pain, my debt, my breakthrough, my, my, my. And I, 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 I get that. I mean, I, I get that. And there's a season where you're like so just... You hate to say it, but you're broken, man. You're like, oh, it's just, I just, I get that. And we, 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 we need to, it's healthy to be on this side of the counter at some point. You got, you got to do that. But let's just, let's just move to that, right? Like, let's not spend the majority of our lives on this side. Because we'll get our needs met, and then we'll have more needs, and then we'll have more needs, and then we'll have more feelings, and we just, we just will never end. But when, as soon as you get on this side, man, things change. Things just 
change for us. So what if you lived our life like that? So, so uh, what does that look like? What does that look like? What do your eyes see at work? What, what, do, you, what do your eyes see at, at home? What do your eyes see? Could it be that the reason why you don't see it is simply because you just right now in this moment realized ah, you're not looking from this side. You're looking from that side. And it's not your fault. It's just you just are in this position versus this posture in life. I think the people around us need us to be on this side. Your family needs you to have a posture in life. Your, 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 um, man, your, your kids need that. Your friends need that. They need to know that when you talk to them, you are there not for you, but for them. Like, could you imagine how people would feel around you if they knew that only reason you talk to them is because you wanted something? You know what we call those people? People you avoid. <laughs> Problem is, they're your family. But, but, what if we lived our lives? What if we were like, we were, you know, this happens in the world, but it's not going to happen here. It's not going to be with us. We're not power playing. We're not sending mom to talk to Jesus. No, we're not doing that. We're, we're a different posture. We are, we're purposely putting ourselves in a particular posture to serve the people around us. Okay, guys, it changes the game. It changes the game. I got a call from Asher. Um, uh, from college. I was at the gym, and then I saw a text, and he says, can I, can I call you in 20 minutes? I don't know why. This is first semester there, you know, or second semester, and I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what happened? Oh, God, what happened? Oh, God, okay. And then I'm like, listen, Aim, what's wrong with you? Okay, because I did not struggle with worry until I had adult kids. I'm just telling you right now. As toddlers, I was like, ah, they'll be fine. Okay, it'll bounce off. That's fine. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Teenagers, I was like, oh, God, I don't know what's happening. But as adults, I'm like, oh, God, don't make a life decision that will ruin your life. You know, like, just, you know, and, and, and I'm a parent, but you're not a kid. You're an adult. And, oh, God. So he, I'm, I, then I'm texting him, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Can't call you right now? He's like, no, no, I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, okay. We can still talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with that. And he's like, I'll call you in a little bit. I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. So then he calls me, and I'm like, Breathe, breathe, breathe. And then he was like, hey, Dad, I want to talk to you about housing for next semester. Just want to run some things by you. I was like, that's good. I'm okay. I'm okay. And so we started talking, and it was so interesting because we began talking about a certain kind of value um, that we want to live by in life. It was the strangest thing. It was like talking about, like, the, like, he realizes and that value to me and to us, and now obviously to him, is this work value. It's, it's a little bit of hustle. You gotta hustle to make things happen in life. You gotta do your part and you gotta work hard and you gotta do this. Like in college, I had two, three jobs, depending on the semester, and he knows that. And he's like, hey, dad, I can do this job, I can do this, I can pay for housing here, this and that. And I said, man, I just love the fact that you have value of not having just things thrown at you, but you going after it. 
So man, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's all great. Now, I just want to tell you that story because I don't think I could train him or tell him to do that. I think it's a posture thing. Does that make sense? Values are created not by positions, but by what? Posture. Deep-seated values in a person are created never by position. Leaders are never people with position. Leaders in life, the people we follow, look up to, admire, want to, you know, um, basically be, are people who have a certain kind of posture in life. Because the ones who are like, oh, power hungry, you get there, and then when you get there, you're like, oh, this was not worth it. So what does this have to do with this? Well, partly, it, it does have a lot to do with this. Because some of us, some of us, you're online, some of you guys are not even part of Mosaic, you're part of New, uh, New Hope, but you're, you're, you're here, but honestly, you, you're not really on this side of the table at all. You're not. You're, you're, you spend most of the time over there. And I get that for a season, but I would love that as we start this year off as a church and got all kinds of things and opportunities kicking off, I want you on the team. I want you to change your posture to serve the people around you. And we've got a systematic deal going on here. It's very healthy. You have all kinds of positions, and I'd love for you to fill this out. So could you really quick, I know it doesn't apply to New Hope, but it does apply to you guys. <laughs> okay. So in front of your seats, uh, your back of the seats, you should find one of these guys, okay? Could you just grab one? You're like, Naeem, I already served. I get it. Just, just grab one. Fine. It's all good. Okay, and if you're like, ah, we're brand new to this. I just showed up, man, six months ago. You should definitely, because we've been we've been missing you for three six months. So grab one of these. So here's what I want you to do with these. I want you to realize that when you read this, because some of these, when you look at like some big teams here, like M Kids team and production team and student team and worship team, connection team. There's so many different teams, but if you go through this and you go, you know what, I would love, I could serve here. I want you to know that if you serve in a public team, which is a team that, uh, that, uh, that is part of the connection team, like you're an usher, you're a greeter, you're checking kids in, you're just, you're visible, you're out there, people see you. I just want you to know this. I want you to understand that when people come in on Sunday morning, they, they, they don't realize what's happening to them because th when they come in, greeters and ushers and people up front always are happy to see them. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere do they get that. They don't get that at home. They don't come home and everybody's excited to see them. You don't get to go to work, everybody's excited to see them. There's no place, you don't go to the gym and everybody's excited, no. There's only one place on Sunday mornings when people come in and people are like, glad you are here. So I just want you to know that you're changing people's lives when you are part of that kind of team. If you are part of a team that's on the back end of things, like basically production or, or you're, you're doing like you're on the, on the prayer team or care team, response time team, you're doing things that people don't see, just want you to know because a lot of you guys are all on that team. You're clearing the way so people can hear God. And people are desperate to hear God. 
There are people that are hosting, for example, or a live stream team. That they're, they're in the back. Like, you don't see them. But they provide this for people. Not just for online community. Not just for our church. But for other churches. And they're doing this. And, and there are people in other places going, I just want God to speak to me. And friends, it's happening because those people just cleared the way. So I can go on and on about like the things that different people do. But I just want you to know, like in these, like if you serve kids or youth, and what you're doing is you're shaping the next generation. They're going to remember that. They're going to remember that. My, my mom served in nursery as a Muslim woman. Back, back in the day, she served in nursery, just holding babies. And those babies are grown kids now, and they still remember her. And friends, I just want you to know, like, when you serve people, you're remembered in the hearts and the lives of people. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for us. And then after I pray, I want to give you a minute to look over this, grab a pen, because there should be a pen right there as well, and just fill this out, would you? And the ushers will come take it from you. And if you don't know exactly where, you're like, hey, just sign me up. We'll talk to you about it. But would you fill this out? And the ushers will come. And then we'll go into our last song. All right, let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you, God, that it's more than just serving here uh, at Mosaic or New Hope. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's about, it's truly about you, God, um, showing us that Let's not live our life being lied to and deceived that only positions give us this sense of pleasure. It's, it's not. It's not. But God, deep satisfaction, deep significance, what our hearts and minds desire, deep loyalty, commitment comes from our posture in life. So God, I pray that if there's anything that would keep us from having this kind of posture, maybe it's hurt, maybe it's betrayal, maybe it's just a season that's just really hard. God, I pray, I pray you give us grace, mercy, wisdom to navigate that. For others of us, God, I pray for courage to step up and join the team. For others of us, God, a sense of assurance that you are speaking. God, would you lead us in this time? In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to give you a minute or two to, to fill this card out, and then we're going to go to the next one. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.